to the Culture University podcast, the podcast for the bougies, ratchets, and those in between. I am your host, Brittany, and today we are joined by Mr. Sam Hunt. Um, I would call him something else, but we on a public platform. <laughs> <laughs> but if you know me and you know Sam, you know what we call each other. Sam, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, Britt. It's weird calling you Britt, but um, I'm doing good. Yeah, I can't you can call me BC. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't call you BC. I call yeah. you other names, but we right. don't refrain from calling that name. <laughs> You're doing good. I'm doing good. I really can't complain. Um, life has been really blessed, and you know, it's good. I'm I'm learning every day and trying to grow. Okay, so tell us who is Sam Hunt. What has Sam Hunt accomplished? Mm-hmm. And where is he at now as far as life is concerned? I don't like throwing out accomplishments, BC. Well, you ain't uh, gotta throw out your accomplishments. You can tell tell the people what you want them to know about Sam. Uh so Sam Hunt, um, twenty-five, um, former basketball player, played at the at the famous, illustrious James Benson Dudley. Um <laughs> Went to college at North Carolina A&T where I got my undergrad degree Then played a year at North Carolina A&T. I mean, played another year at North Carolina State where I got my master's. Um, went to China for a little bit, played basketball, and then um, came back, finished my finished my, part of my master's that I didn't finish when I was in school, finished that up this past year. And now I'm coaching at North Carolina A&T as an assistant coach, men's basketball program. Okay. So, see, Sam, that's not bragging. That's just letting people know what, what, what it is and what it ain't. Okay, right. so, Dudley High School. What was it like playing at Dudley High School? Um, The funniest four years of my life. And, and I'm not being funny. Like, me playing at Dudley was the best experience. I, I would go back every day if I could and go back to high school. Um, I lo- <laughs> I love the whole, and this sounds crazy, like, I love the whole east side of Greensboro. Mm-hmm. Um, I love everything it stands for, the community, the family, um, how everybody, you know, it's, it feels like a family thing. Like, I still go back to this day, or if I'm around the area over there, like, it's love. Like, it's funny when people say, man, I remember you, da-da-da, when you did this and did that. And I'm just like, yeah, it's cool. But me, back in that moment, in that time, like, I literally enjoyed going to school. Because you never knew what would happen, how the day was going to go. You never know what was going to happen in the hallways. And in the, and I'm not saying it in a negative term, like a fight or anything, but, you know, it might a dance might break out in the hallways. Like, yeah. people might start a little party. Like, it was just fun. And then from from our teachers, like, they really cared and tried to help us out. And it wasn't just, uh, uh, you'll get it later or don't worry about it or you know, I'm not really trying to help you. I'm going to just pass you through. It was never like that. And um, mm-hmm. so I appreciate, like, everything about Dudley from basketball to school to me being able to go to the football games and have fun with the community people, like, my friends and stuff. So, like, I enjoyed all four years. And I never – it was a time where people were leaving and transferring. Yeah. It was, it, And it crept in my mind. But then at the end of the day, I was like, this home. 
Like, if I leave here, what am I going to be able to come back to? Yeah. So I was, I was happy I stayed. I just realized, well, really, you just made me remember how people did start leaving. Like, I remember because me and Sam know each other, everyone, because I was the most infamous people <laughs> water girl. I was the manager, okay? I was the most infamous manager you could ever um, run into. So I know, like you said, you know, with people transferring and stuff, I remember I remember being a manager and you and Josh Level were freshmen. Mm-hmm. So, and I know how close y'all were before he passed. Was mm-hmm. it, when he left, was it, was like, who were some of the players when they left, he was like, I don't know if I'm gonna stay at Dudley another year. Um, it was really my senior year. Mm-hmm. Before that, I still had uh, Reggie Dillard, a really good guy. He was really good at basketball. Brandon Clover was probably one of my closest friends. Um, at that time, he's still my brother to this day. But we, during that time, we hung around each other a lot. Um, DJ Austin, he was still there. That I hung with and Devin, Devin uh, Gregory. So at that time, like, it was still like, all right, it's cool. Like, you know, I still got some boys I rock with. I'm still tight. Um, you know, I'll probably be one of the better players on the team. So I wasn't really frustrated or mad or just like, I'm about to leave. But my senior, going into my senior year, it was like, oh, dip. Like, Brandon gone, Reggie gone. Um, now I just feel like it's me, Devin. You know, Devin made a crazy jump on how good he got. And then, you know, Jamar Weathers, he was another senior. Yeah. And it's fun, It's funny, like, people fail to realize, like, we had an NFL cornerback on our team, Emmanuel Mosley. Mm. Like, he came off the bench, but he was somebody who pushed me every day in practice to try to get better. And we had a big named Khalil. Um, shout out to Khalil. He's doing really good in real estate. But that before Khalil, that time – Khalil Vance. Khalil Vance. Yeah, 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 yeah. Me and his mom, we worked together. Yeah, and then his little brother and my little him and uh, his little brother Javante and DJ, they real tight. Yeah, they came out the same year, I think. Mm-hmm. I yeah, they did. Yeah. So, um, before that, you know, before I even got close with them guys, I thought about transferring to either Greensboro Day or Westland. Mm-hmm. But um, luckily that summer, we we grew a great relationship. I would take those guys with me to the gym. If I was in the gym, Devin and Jamar was in the gym right with me. And um, we kind of got close because I was kind of on some – be real, I was, I was really like, forget y'all. Y'all want to leave? All right, cool. I'm going to figure this thing out. We're going to figure this thing out, and we're going to make some shake and try to win some games and hopefully win a state championship. So when I got into that mode, um, I was like, no, nah, I'm staying. Like, I'm not about to leave what, you know, I've started and not finished. Right. So um, I kind of, you know, we worked, and we had a good year that year. So talk to me about, like, when that – because, like, that whole Greensboro Day, Westland, all of that stuff happening, Um, did you ever consider – like, because people started, like, doing stuff like reclassing. Did you mm-hmm. ever – and I never understood it. I ain't even going to sit here and hold you, like, who the, who want to stay in high school another year? But it's different. I, I ain't no athlete either. So <laughs> – like, did you was that ever something that you consider as far as you know basketball was concerned? No, nah. no, nah, most definitely I considered it. Um, I considered it when I, when I was gonna go to Greensboro Day, I considered reclassing. 
Um, the only thing that didn't, because I was kind of like what you saying, BC. I'm like, man, I'm not trying to do an extra year of high school back. Like, yeah. I don't want to be there extra year. Yeah. But um, I understood the benefits of possibly getting recruited higher, maybe get another year to get stronger and, and bigger and get better in my game. But like I said, I was like, man, I've had a great high school experience where I was at. Do yes. I really want to go over here and do an extra year? I'm going to have to take a whole nother math because their curriculum is different. So you have yeah. to read through certain maths and certain different sciences and stuff like that. So I'm just like, do I really want to do all that over again? And um, for me, I kind of had enough scholarship offers from schools that I had already been um, recruited by. And I was happy with my recruiting process. So I was like, nah, I'm just going to go with what I got. And for me, it was like, I'm going to stay solid where I'm at. I feel you. So as far so then you go to college mm-hmm. and you go to A and T. What was your experience? Cause I think it's crazy that you went and we're gonna talk about it, but I think it was just it's crazy that you literally went from DHBCU to a PWI. So your experience playing at A and T, and a lot of people say that A and T is like I'm Dudley is like the mini A and T. Yeah. <laughs> so when and I I hear you talking about how much you love just the atmosphere, the the vibes and everything at Dudley. So when you got the A and T, first of all, how did you go about saying, okay, boom, I'm gonna go to T? Because everybody uh, don't, you know, it's one thing to be a part of GHO. It's another thing to take your right. athletic talent to ANC because I personally feel like when it comes down to Greensboro, a lot of us ain't putting ANC here. You know what I'm saying? When it comes down to just wanting to go and be an athlete at the school. You so, so I'm a, um, truth be told, I wasn't that guy that first said, I'm going to ANC at first. Yeah. I went to school in Jacksonville, Florida first. Mm-hmm. And um, my staff got fired. When my staff got fired, the coach that was at ANT, he had stayed in contact with my parents, just here and there, making sure, you know, how, asking how I was doing in school, how my, you know, just checking on my parents. My mom had told me that when I was thinking about transferring because my coaching staff got fired at Jackson, Jacksonville University. Mm-hmm. So um, when that happened and it was time for me to make another decision where I would go, you know, I, I kept that in mind. And then I had a great relationship with him from the beginning when he recruited me out of high school. Yeah. So I came back. Um, my experience at a was just like, I would say, just 10 times maximized what it was at the yeah. – on, on every aspect you mm-hmm. could possibly think of, like from school to, like I said, the whole, like, feeling like you're a part of a family, the vibes, the um, basketball atmosphere, North Carolina versus Central. I mean, North Carolina NT versus North Carolina Central. Mm-hmm. Like, that was a whole thing. And me being from here, me being able to go out and still be around my friends and my family, me going up the street, like, say I don't want to eat the calf or I don't want to eat going out to eat. My mom was five minutes up the street. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to see Mom Dukes and we're going to eat good today. From taking my teammates over my parents' house, from knowing like the little spots to eat at or places mm-hmm. to go, like that was a whole great feeling. And like I said, me being on campus, it was love. Like it was love. Like I really got to enjoy college um, at an HBCU. And a lot of people don't get to do that, especially athletes. Like I got a chance to yeah. really enjoy it. 
um, for me being here and knowing everything where everything was at. So I know I hear you talk about how much you loved it for like the benefits and it, there mm-hmm. are a lot of benefits, but a lot of times I hear people pretty much, especially parents when their children are about to go, it's like as the athletes more so than anything, like mm-hmm. they kids to get up out of Greensboro, of course, so they don't get sucked into the comfort and things like that. And one thing I think you did an amazing job on is being able to literally come back to Greensboro, go to A&T, and stay on a decent path to where mm-hmm. you you wasn't in you wasn't in nothing. So, but I know that it can, I know that it's, that's not something that's just easy to do because we all, we're all young and we all do what young people do at some point, and especially mm-hmm. during your college years because. Your brain ain't don't even get fully developed to twenty five. But anyway, Very true. And it's funny. You, it's Go funny ahead. you said that. It's funny you said that because my father was not all for me coming back home. Really. And to this day, he still hasn't taught. Like I haven't told any. Only my boys know. Maybe the second or third week of school, um, like he hadn't told me this, but my coach Brian C. Grace. One of my favorite, one of my favorite coaches I ever played for. Yeah, he tells me after a situation, I got into an altercation. Me, my right hand man Deontay, um, and a few other guys outside our apartment. Yeah, and you know, I'm not. I don't. I never was a, a getting a trouble guy, or never like did anything to you know make myself look stupid. Yeah, but the word it got back to my father. Mm. And to this day, he's never said nothing to me about it. Like he's never like and like said that he knows, but. Coach Seagrace had told me, I went to Coach Seagrace's office just to visit him. And he said, he said, you know, your dad really didn't want you to come back home. And I was like, for what? He said, because of the stuff you just got into a week ago. And I'm like, huh? Yeah. How you, how you know about it? He said, people talk. And your dad knows. Somebody told your dad. But um, that was one of the things he didn't want me to do, which, you know, after that, I was never in any altercation or any situation that right. would put me in any trouble. But. It's it's hard. It's definitely hard um, to be here and not get sucked into anything or something mess you up. So just to stay out of it, you just tried your best. It wasn't no formula. It wasn't no. Nothing. It's, it's no it's no formula. I stay. Luckily, my support and my support group, my fam, my mother, my father, my sisters. And then my boys, I grew up like been with since we was in middle school. That was that was the, honestly the formula. I stayed around them. Yeah, I stayed around them. Like if I did anything, they were with me. If I went anywhere, majority of the time they were with me. Um, so that was the formula. Like it's nothing. You got to surround yourself with good people and try and just do. You know, at that age, you know what's right and wrong. It's just on you to act on what's right or wrong. Yeah, I agree. I think staying here and trying to succeed, like you said, pretty much like you said, you can do it if you're around the right people. If you're around the same people that's trying to do what you do, you know what I'm saying? Like, because it sounds like to me, all your friends were on the on the same path that you were kind of on. So if one thinking crazy, somebody can jump in and be the voice of reason and be like, nah, dog, like this ain't gonna cut it. You feel me? Like, exactly. Man, I think that's the thing that a lot of these young guys 
it comes, it, you know, it comes with, it comes with time. It comes like, you know, you learn, you trial and error is everything. But I think that's the one thing that they got to, you got to realize, like everybody ain't trying to go in the same direction as you. Mm-hmm. you love them. You, you know, you brought with them the long way, the hardest way, but everybody not trying to go in that direction and it just can't be done. That's so that's the truth. Yeah. Like, so your comment A&T, um, what was as far as being there? What was some of the biggest lessons that you learned from the coaching staff, or just the players that you was with at A and T? Um, the biggest lessons were my from like even just students and then some of my teammates. Um, just being able to adapt in all situations. Like, you never know what's gonna happen. You never know like. Like, even on, like, basketball, I feel like basketball teaches me that in general. Like, being able to adapt in all situations and environments because, like, you could be down 20 and then it's either you're going to fight back or fold. And, um, yeah. and then I think with me being an ANT, a big thing for me was from my professor, I learned how to communicate well, like, just emails, um, learn how to, you know, approach a professor or try to try to get extra – try to get extra study hall hours so they can help me out, you know, mm-hmm. like if I'm not passing the class, um, if I'm trying to get a better grade, like going to office hours, just auntie taught me how to be a professional for real. Like it taught me how to carry myself in a different manner than just a, um, an athlete. Like I think the coolest thing at A&T, they got a career service fair. Like, I work in career services. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, Damn, you're stupid. <laughs> but, but that, I think that's cool. Like, I used to see the cat. I used to remember I used to see cats walking around in suits. And I'd be like, hey, yo, they dope. Like, that's cool, bro. Am I going to do that? No, because I'm wearing my sweatpants <laughs> and, my, and my shirt and Jay's in class. But I used to be like, yo, that's dope. Like, and they had a briefcase. And not being funny, like, some people might say that's corny, but when I was seeing them, I'm like, dang, bro, I want a yeah. briefcase. I want. I need to go get the suit, like. Yeah. They suit tailor made. They got on nice brown shoes. But they was preparing, they were prepared way before me. Like I had like a Sunday suit, like, but it wasn't what they had or what they how they was doing it or what they was doing it for. So I think that right there, me seeing that kind of prepared me for like life now. And I used to always be like, yo, that's dope. Like I like yeah. how they do that. That's facts though. And mm-hmm. then I think, yeah. And T, it's like it's like like you like they say though it's like a mini Dudley because and I mean it's Dudley is like a mini ant and just like the greatness and just the way in which we can really I don't know like I feel like if you are Aggie you have the ability to be like like you a chameleon yeah like a chameleon because just go I almost said it my, <laughs> you know me Sam like you know yeah. <laughs> about my business but like we are really the most ratchet righteous people exactly you know what i'm saying and so but i think that that comes just from just like you said just being in that environment Mm -hmm. so okay so you go from a and t to nc state talk to me about that whole transition because now we talking hbcu to Mm -hmm. pwi and everything like that uh huge culture shock uh that was my first time um well it wasn't my first time because ju i went to was a pwi 
but it was big. It was on a bigger scale. So yeah. it was like a huge culture shock um, just for how people, you know, communicate with each other, how people like how they interact. It was it was just different. And um, it took me a while to get used to like not being funny. Like I was decently well in basketball in high school. And I, you know, I had a pretty good years at A&T. But at NC State, it's it's different. Like yeah. you walk around and people like are staring at you or you know asking you for your autograph. And I'm like, y'all want my autograph? Like yeah. why? Like why would you want my? Autograph? Like it's funny. Funny story is, after our first game, my mom came to every game and wanted a picture every game. And she was she was shocked after the game. We have a, a fan section, and people like kids will wait like an hour to just get an autograph or or just to um, take a picture. And she would just be like, why do they want, like, why are they so, like, on you? And I'd be like, I don't know either. Like, I'm trying to figure it out too. But it was just different from a basketball. That was the difference from a basketball standpoint of just getting used to people actually knowing who you are and then wanting to be around you or, People just want to do nice things for you because you're good at a sport. Yeah. Um, on the other end of it, like, it's different. Like, you have your – for example, we go to – at a we go to clubs or we throw house parties, but they have frat parties. Um, so, me getting adjusted to going to frat parties and just being a college student at PWI, like, it was it was fun. Like, it was definitely fun. Yes. And it was it – was, it had interesting times, but – you know, NC State also introduced me to a network of people that I wouldn't have met at A&T. Right. Um, like people in higher places, like different boosters I was able to connect with. Um, just things like that that I wouldn't have got at A&T just because, you know, it's a predominantly um, African-American school. Right. But me going there, I was able to meet and I was able to learn. Like, like I said, A&T taught me how to be a professional, but NC State taught me how to be more diverse as a professional and, mm-hmm. and know how to interact in different rooms that I wouldn't have got the same interaction with an auntie. Like, I thought that was a major thing. And, like, it just taught me how to expand. I will say this. Like, I'm being funny when I say this, but it helped me expand my vocabulary. No. Like, it it <laughs> no, real life did. Real though. It real life did. And I would say yeah. this for, for a while, for the first couple months, a lot of the times when I was in like these rooms or I was meeting boosters or, you know, I'm, they're talking about politics. They're talking about things that's going on in the world. And I'm sitting here like, Yo, what are y'all talking about? Yeah. But I, I'm, what I did was I would just sit back and listen and try to learn without talking. Cause yeah. if I, if I would have said something, I would have sounded ignorant. Yeah. So like, I think that's the one thing that taught me how to listen first. And if I know what's going on, speak on it. If you don't ask questions, to make to so you seem intrigued. So it just that it taught me a lot about that. Like that was that was a fun one year of my life. But honestly, I was still at A and T a lot. <laughs> so did was, you, now because because not like you said that culture is different. So were you yeah. at A and T because you missed that? You know what I'm saying? That culture versus um. NC State and what they had going on. Did you just miss the culture of NC and how most, de- most definitely, like my teammates, we they was on some like, yo, come on, let's can we go? Like I'm like, yeah, <laughs> they 
they were trying to get the homecoming. They were trying to yeah. get to uh, what's the thing we had? We used to have in the springtime. Um, hang. It was uh, a block party, basically. Yeah, yeah. On I campus block party. Yeah. They was trying to get to that. If we had a break, um, Aggie if we fans. had a break, yeah, Aggie fans. If yeah. we had a break at some point, um, in our schedule, they was like, "Yo, come on, let's go!" Like, yeah, I'm like, "All right, cool. We can stay at my crib, or we we get somewhere to stay." So, you know, I was still back and forth because I did miss the um the whole culture. I did miss being at NT and everything it, it offered. So my teammates were on the same. They never. They didn't get a chance to experience HBCU. And I used to tell them, like, when I first got there, I said, I said, y'all ain't y'all ain't really have a good time in college yet. Like, y'all enjoying college, but I, like, had a great time in college. So I would take them back with me, and we'd, you know, we'd go out sometimes. Okay. So take me back. Okay, so I'm going to jump back to A&T real quick. The, when you would play UNCG, I know one of your best friends, um, Deontay, he played for this. And mm. for me – I was like, I got to go see this game because I knew how good the <laughs> y'all were, but I also knew that y'all were friends. So talk to me about and, – and outside of, of playing Central, A&T looks at – because they even now, I think they coined it like the Battle of Market Street or something like that. Battle of the Borough, yep. Yeah, yeah. And so talk to me about – Playing against your best friend, like so, if you, you gotta want, you want to win. Like, how was so, that? Funny story is, people. I don't know. People, a lot of people knew, but everybody didn't know. Me and Deontay lived with each other in college. When I came back to Greensboro, we were roommates. Yeah. So, so um, the first year we played them, my team we actually won. And me and Deontay had like a little wager, like whoever win got food. Yeah. So that year we played at Anti, we actually beat them. I can't make this up. It was me and Deontay. It was me, Deontay, one of his teammates, and one of my teammates. And Deontay going to be mad at me for selling this. But Deontay and his teammates did not come home that night. We had a four-bedroom. They did not come home. They He was hot. He was talking junk crazy before the game. Like, he didn't come home. Like, he was livid. They hold, like, I didn't see, I didn't see, bro, to the next day. And like I said, that's my best friend. Like mm-hmm. I'm around, I'm around. Like Deontay's home I'm around him almost every other day. So that happened that year. The next year, me and Deontay moved into a two bedroom. It was just me and him. We thought we had the big bachelor pad. Like yeah. So we getting ready. And funny thing is, in the summers, me and Deontay work out with each other every day. Everything we do in the summers was with each other. We work out in the morning. We get whoever gets up first in the morning, come by somebody come wake them up and then let's go work out. We'll go, we might go eat lunch together, then we go work out again. And then our whole day was with each other. So the mm-hmm. next year we played at the Coliseum. They smacked us. Yeah. Yeah. They, they smacked us. <laughs> and um I was hot. I mean, they had a great team and I knew they was gonna try yeah. to they wanted their redemption. But um it was a great battle. Like it I don't think like we didn't talk about it then. We've talked about it like recently since we've been out of college. But like it's it's crazy to say, like, I actually got to live with my best friend at a rival I got to I got a chance to live with them and we both went to two different rival schools across town and we got a chance to play each other two years in a row. And um so like to me, to yeah. us, that's kinda like epic. Like we think that's dope. Cause a lot of people don't get to say they did that. Yeah, and then the best part about it is at some point, both of y'all got to feel what the victory felt like. Felt exactly. like you know what I'm saying. Like it ain't never was 
one-sided. So that's exactly. even better. So you go to NC State, you 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 turn up as far as your professionalism is concerned and everything <laughs> like that. You learn about the frat parties. Mm-hmm. Um, at the NC State, that's when you go to China, right? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So how did you end up? How did this? How did this happen? Because now I seen you on Instagram. You was in China, but shit, I thought you were just in China. So how did <laughs> how how did you get over to China? And what was that experience like? Um, so when I graduated, I went through the whole like process of trying to get ready to go pro. Um, mm-hmm. My age, I had a good agent, Jamie Knox. He had, he had got me into a workout with the Hornets. And after my workout with the Hornets, you know, I'm thinking like, all right, well, I still, in my head, like I'm going overseas. And um, I kind of prepared to get ready to go overseas. He hit me with an opportunity that, you know, before the overseas market even opened, China's having like, um, you know, you can go to China for a little bit. And I was like, well, shoot, I ain't got nothing to do. I've just been here working out all summer. I'm ready. I want to leave. I want to go do something. Mm-hmm. So um, I went over there. And it it honestly was, as far as me, I've been a few places. As far as me traveling, that was the best experience I could have had in my life. Really? Um, yeah, because... It's different, way different. I know I say everything different, but like, yeah, you like the America and the world is the same. China is a whole different world. Like, you feel like you somewhere on Pluto, mm-hmm. and I, I, I know that sounds crazy, but no, nah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, the stuff I would see, like just walking, I would always take daily walks. Mm-hmm. I would walk. Like, I remember that. Hours. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I walk like an hour or two. I'd be on the ground talking crazy, but I'd walk for like an hour or two just checking everything out. And um, like I would see chicken heads getting cut off on concrete, them skinning chickens. I would see cats and dogs chained to to restaurants. But I would also meet like nice, beautiful people. Like I would meet little kids that were just walking around with their parents and they would run up and talk to me because I'm American. Yeah. And, and they would just, they'd be like, can we take a picture? Or they'd talk and ask questions. And, like, I thought that was the coolest thing ever. And, you know, I lost, like, 12 pounds over there because I didn't really trust the food. But I really got a chance to learn myself and learn what I like, what I dislike. I got a chance to be alone. And um, I learned over there, like, I actually enjoy being alone sometimes. Like, I enjoy being by myself in my, in just with me. And, um... I think that taught me a lot. Like, I started – people used to always ask me, oh, did you, did you read when you were in college? I was like, no, I never used to read in college. I never wanted to read. I never – but over there, you got to find things to do. So I started reading a little bit. Um, I started just trying to do different stuff and learning what, what Sam likes, not what yeah. society wants me to like or what's, what looks cool in society. But I started learning, like, nah, this this what Sam want to do. Like, this ain't what everybody else doing. So it was. That's why I said it was probably the greatest experience for me, like ever. That's what's up, Sam. Because mm-hmm. I know, like China. I went to Barbados and studied abroad, mm-hmm. and that's one thing because they still speak. You know, they speak English, but they got yep. the dialect and they got the accent. But to go somewhere and they don't speak your language, <laughs> and then just. But the one thing that I will say is traveling. When you were talking earlier about like being in rooms with people and having those conversations that you like, I don't know. Shit. Mm-hmm. 
it I feel like traveling is one of those is is a component that helps you when yes. you're talking to the people in the in those big rooms and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And honestly, primarily white people. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Mm-hmm. Because I think that like when I'm talking to white when I'm talking to white people and we go into being going here and going there. And I don't care if traveling, when I say traveling, I'm talking about within the US, but especially if you're going outside of the country. Because they, right. they already don't really expect for us to be well versed, especially at our age. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And so when I went to Barbados, even though some of the things were similar, the one thing that I will say is you realize how what's the word I'm looking for? Like, you realize that everybody make America this great thing, and don't get me wrong, I think we have some opportunities in the U.S. that you can't find other places. But when you go to other countries, you realize too, like, damn, I wish we had, you know what I'm saying? Just just their thought process of things. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. in Barbados, when I went, they don't rush to go nowhere. (laughs) Like, they don't rush to go nowhere and, and and when i'm talking to the people they just like i mean life is short why are you you know what i'm saying like that's, why are tough. You that's tough yeah like hey what's the what's the big rush like i remember we had this man that would come in he would cook for us him and his family and they but they also believe in entrepreneurship too you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying but they would come in and they like what what's the rush they 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 don't understand it and then somebody like rihanna like we love rihanna over here no over there they love her but they don't like how she's been so americanized in a sense you know what i'm saying and so Mm -hmm. just learning that stuff because you would think they 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 she's the greatest thing on earth to them no (laughs) because the just the way in which you can't you you really start to realize like as an American, you're somebody, but when you go in these other places, in your case, like, it's the best thing in the world, but over there, when I went, it wasn't like, oh, you American, but it was more so like, okay, and, like, who are you? (laughs) And so those are the things that, but I said all that to say that traveling also, that Mm -hmm. helps you, it helps you to sit down, be able to sit down and talk to people of Mm -hmm. any race. So, okay, so you go to China, you come back, what mm-hmm. happens with as far as going pro is concerned? Like, did you just say, okay, look, this? Nice. Nah, honestly, like I was put in a situation. I came back home, and I was still working out to go back overseas. And I was working out back at NC State. I was in Raleigh for maybe like two weeks training. Mm-hmm. And um, my coach asked me, said, "Look, I got a position open. You know, it's open now. It's not gonna be open forever." You know, if you want a shot at this, getting in this game, in this field, it's here. And um, he said, I'm going to give you a month to think about it. Well, guys, that concludes part one of the sideline story with Sam Hunt. Make sure you tune in next week so you can hear about the life-changing decision he had to make, some coaches that inspired him, and his thoughts on HBCU athletics and more but you got to tune in to get all that good stuff make sure you subscribe and give us a review go follow us on instagram at the culture you that's t-h-a-c-u-l-t-u-r-e and the letter u on instagram and all that good stuff until next time 
once again, we out. <laughs>